If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 460. This is one we've been waiting many, many months to do, although it's not by Microsoft's choice. We are here by the good graces of Windows Central. Yes, finally with the Xbox Series S official confirmation, as well as price and release date, the things you've been waiting for. We're going to talk about all of that. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joined as always by Miranda Sanchez. Hello. And the much louder Destin Legary. Brace for it. It is a bamtastic episode, Ryan. <laughs> it is going to be a good yeah, one today. Good to see you, Destin. And welcoming back our friend Paris Lilly from Gamertag Radio. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you for having me. It's been a crazy few hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually, I've been taking social, uh, weekends off from social media. And so I got a text from a friend last night <laughs> that was sort of vague. And I was like, oh man, I guess I better go online. And sure enough, there it was. Uh, Windows Central had, let's just get right into it. Windows Central has the scoop of the year with an assist to Brad Sams from Therat, who was kind of in on this action as well. So the Microsoft Xbox Series X and Series S prices, release dates uh, are here along with the reveal of the Series S itself coming from the aforementioned Brad Sam. So uh, Windows Central writing, it has long been rumored that Microsoft is working on two Xbox consoles for next gen, aiming to claim both ends of the market. And now we can confirm indeed that the pricing scheme should be very familiar, matching that of the Xbox One X and Xbox One S of yesteryear. We can confirm via our sources that the entry-level Xbox Series S will cost $299 at retail with a $25 per month Xbox All-Access financing option, uh, while which Microsoft is planning to push hard via various retailers and a large global rollout. The more powerful Xbox Series X will cost $499 with a $35 per month Xbox All Access financing option. Both consoles will launch on November 10th, 2020. Uh, Paris, let me go your way first. Initial reaction, cat's out of the bag, whether Microsoft wanted it or not, the game of chicken is over. 
again involuntarily, but we <laughs> finally got something to go on. What's your first reaction to fo- to four ninety nine and November tenth? My first reaction to hearing the prices of both was this seems right. It it feels fair. It feels like this is a good value for what both of them are going to be. And I mean, even more specifically, looking at that Series S, you know, you and I had this conversation here on Unlocked where I was kind of skeptical of it. I've been very skeptical of it, but I was starting to come around to what it potentially could be. But to see it laid out with all the specs, this is literally a 1440p version of the Series X for all intents and purposes. So when you think of it that way, you're really just looking at resolutions. If you're okay with 1440p or even 1080p, and that's the way you want to game, you're getting all the next generation features of the the quote unquote series X in this S and at a heck of a price. I mean, for that thing to be 299, it's going to fly off shelves this holiday. It's, it's such a great value. So um, I was pretty happy to see that. Like I said, really good value. Yeah, I want to talk a lot more about the Series S because I think that's, I mean, that's the thing we've all been kind of, it's been on the periphery. We've all been kind of like, well, are they, how are they going to message it? How is this going to fit in? But you're right. It's kind of seeing it all come together. There's now a lot to chew on. But Miranda, I want to go your way now. Your initial reactions to the uh, cat being let out of the bag over Labor Day weekend. I think it's really funny that this did come out via a tweet because I had someone joke with me. It's like, you know, they're just going to they're just going to announce all the prices and confirm them via tweet. That's just what it's going to come down to. And somehow it did. Uh, I think Xbox's reaction, like their official Twitter was very on point as far as seeing the information. And instead of just being like, we can't come on this. It was just a meme. <laughs> it's like, all right. You guys get it. You, you there, Someone had to go up to Phil Spencer and be like, can we tweet this? And then he. I mean, maybe, and who knows? And then, and then someone was just like, "Yeah." Well, I mean, <laughs> so it, it, I'm, I'm sure. Kind of yeah. Out that way. yeah, I'm sure it went up to Phil to get the green oh, light yeah. to press to press send tweet on that one. Uh, yeah. Destin, four ninety nine. Where are you at with it for Series well, X? Four ninety nine. It's it's exactly what I expected it to launch at. So I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. I mean, that just seems like what the next gen consoles are going to to hit at the the two ninety nine option. Though it's just incredibly smart, and the two K or fourteen forty P at one hundred twenty hertz. It's just just it's just incredibly smart. Even if you are a PS five owner and like that's the console of your choice. This is just so hard to pass up for 299 bucks. You can have access to the entire Xbox library with Game Pass and everything. It's it's a huge win. Yeah, uh and and really I think the the Xbox All Access option here should not be overlooked. This is uh this is Ooh. something that, that Microsoft really kind of toyed with just just sort of trying it out this this generation, but now here we go. It looks like they're going to lean into it some more and you know in a, there's two again. The thing about Microsoft, whether you know, you can criticize them for a lack of first-party games. You could say this, you could say that, but the thing that you have to give to Microsoft, and there's, they've put in the work. They've they've not just said it; they have done it over the last several years. Are these consumer-friendly, gamer-friendly policies and actions that they have taken? And a 2.99 Series S next-gen console as well as the option for the uh, Xbox All Access financing 
at a, you know, obviously much lower just monthly payment. And I, I don't think that can be overlooked, particularly, I mean, certainly when Microsoft's planning all this stuff two, three years ago, nobody foresaw a, a global pandemic causing economic uncertainty. But unfortunately, here we are. And now uh, the all access program and the 299 option seem pretty darn smart and, and really, again, consumer friendly in a in a strange time. Miranda. Yeah, I've heard so many or so much good feedback about the all access option. I'm personally one of those people who's just like, I will save and just just dish it out where I can because I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. Um, and that's just how I prefer to. So I just don't have to forget about it later. But I have heard a lot of people who have come to us and just like tweeting at us or emails and said that this is just such a great option for them. And I love that they're still pushing that. And that, of course, it does come with uh, Game Pass. Like that's, that's huge. I really do hope whenever we get whatever event that they kind of come out and say, all right, let's, let's, let's lay all of this down because, you know, all right. <laughs> So it's a little thunder, but we still have to have our event. Uh, yeah. I do hope that they go into saying, still, I'm holding out for them just getting rid of uh, Xbox Live Gold and just rolling that all into Ultimate and just having it be this one big thing or just having online play free. There's so many free-to-play games out there now, and just like having online as a free option just makes sense at this point in time. So I really hope that is something that they eventually announce, just kind of in line with being consumer-friendly and, and being really accessible and something. I think that would be a huge blow, uh, I guess, to how the market's kind of set up right now, too, because like you have PlayStation doing this. Even Nintendo has gotten onto the whole online thing. If Microsoft takes the first step forward and say, you know what, we're getting rid of the subscription just to play online because there are so many right. free-to-play games, you should be able to just plug in and play. Like I think that would be really great and would be a great addition to our selling point even for the Series S. For anybody who's like, hey, I want to get into next gen, but I don't know if this is only one like do a full upgrade or maybe I don't care about certain things. Uh, I know we're going to get into the nitty gritty of the Series S here soon, too, but it still has so many great like next gen features to it. And so you're still getting some an upgrade for sure. But maybe like this is going to be a good option for a lot of people. Now, Destin, I thought you made a really smart point there, too, talking about uh, the idea that the Series S could be a very appealing to PS5 owners and people that are choosing Sony or continuing with Sony as their mainline console. I think that's a really smart point in that we, you know, we think about, well, the Series S is probably aimed more at the mass market. And, you know, you can still take those people that that maybe still have uh, the original Xbox One or even a, maybe a Series, excuse me, an, an Xbox One S. Now I'm confusing them both ways. Great. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, like I, uh, that uh, you you make a good point there, Destin. That that this could actually make for a really, you know, maybe somebody that that was that was interested in Xbox, but maybe didn't quite want to spend the money for it as a second console, particularly spend five hundred in addition to whatever their PS Five is going to cost. But but yeah, two ninety nine. There's there's a lot of uh, temptation there. Yeah, the last metric I saw was something like 31% of households in 2018 were 4K ready. That number is probably increased by 2020. Uh, but still, there's a massive, massive market for you know, 1440p at 120 frames. And you're getting this, you're getting a really, really good deal at 299 to be able to play all those next-gen games. And it does upscale to 4K. Yes, it's upscaled, but you can still display it on a 4K TV. It's just like, I don't really see the downside. But like, yes, it's an upscaling, but 
you paid $299 for it. You still have like the super fast hard drive. You still have the frames. If you want the frames, it's it's just really smart. Well, it does, it does seem like, correct me if I'm wrong, I think, are, is it doing 120? Did it say it'll go up to 120? Yes, yes. it did. Okay, because I, I watched the, the teaser like right before we went on the air. So yeah, that's, uh, it, it's, that is a powerful message uh, to, to the competition, certainly. Like, hey, we've got a 299 box that'll still like, it'll upscale and still push still push uh, some super high frame rates. Yeah, and um, just just to recap, Ryan, here's their bullet yeah. points. All digital, 1440p at up to 120, DirectX ray tracing, variable rate shading, variable rate variable refresh rate, ultra low latency, custom 512 gigabyte SSD, 4K streaming yeah. media playback, 4K upscaling for games. You know, smart delivery, you can still preload your games. Like, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Uh, now, what's interesting about this, I'm going to go to Paris now, because Microsoft did uh, choose to come out this morning and go ahead and confirm and officially put the Series S information out there. But they have not done so yet for the Series X, despite Windows Central's report. Now, that has led to uh, a lot of people, ups- I don't know if they're just upset at the situation or upset at me, for for saying for saying for going for agreeing and and trusting Windows Central's reporting that it's that the Series X is going to be four ninety nine, I think people are I think people are mostly just hoping that that maybe Phil Spencer is gonna gonna play one more card and and wait for Sony to tip their hand and then come in and and come lower than four ninety nine. What what's your take on uh, on on Microsoft not confirming? the Series X portion of Windows Central's report yet? I think it tells me there's something else left to drop that we're not aware of. And I'm not trying to go into whole conspiracy territory, (laughs) but we already know what the Series X is. We already know the specs. They easily could have just said it's $499 and also November 10th. So why hold that back? It, it does make me wonder, and, and, and I am going uh, to do a little bit of uh, speculation here. I've always thought that since the summer, since we saw the PlayStation 5 went all digital, why isn't there an all digital Series X? I, I've thought that for, for the longest. Could it potentially be that there's another skew out there that they're simply not talking about where they could lower the price even more? I'm not saying there is, so please no one say I'm, I'm saying it is, but it does make me wonder why they didn't just go ahead and, and reveal that as well because we already know what the box is so the price is literally the last thing that we don't know about the series x i will say 499 just makes sense for for what they're trying to do it again adds value to what the series x is and really at that point if they can come in at 499 and 299 for the x and the s it doesn't matter what playstation does because they can argue the X is your premium console, where the S is your value console, but we're giving you all the next-gen features no matter which one you choose. Not to mention you're talking about the subscription service with Game Pass, what is it, all access, obviously, to eliminate that barrier of entry 
for anyone that wants to jump into the next generation of gaming. They're giving you multiple avenues to come in. So, I mean, overall, I think it's exciting. One, one last thing I want to say, because I want to go back. I know Destin can appreciate this. Another thing about the Series X or S, excuse me, again, it's too many acronyms. But another thing about the Series S, my, my son, because I always use him as, as the gauge, I, I showed it to him. And the first thing he said, he goes, oh, that's going to be my 60 frame ray tracing Fortnite and Destiny 2 box. That's the first thing he said. <laughs> it, it, it makes total sense because he doesn't care about 4K. He doesn't care about all that. He cares more about frames because he always wants to play on my PC to play Fortnite and all that because he wants to play at 60 frames. The Series S allows him to now play these games at 60 frames per second. I, I Again, I, I think what they showed today w- was fantastic. So, again, great value. I know it's long-winded, but but great value for what they're giving us. Yeah, I I wonder if Microsoft envisioned this, because I know, I know each company kind of knows what the other's up to to a certain extent. I don't know kind of how, like, I actually, I don't have any, I have nothing to go on here, but I, I would imagine that because they're both using like a lot of the same parts from the same suppliers, I would think Microsoft generally knows how much the PlayStation 5 is going to be and vice versa. So I wonder if Microsoft took this approach uh, thinking that the PS5 was going to be $399, but but knowing that they had a more powerful box, sort of to your point Mm -hmm. there, Paris. And I I wonder if the... Because I know the, the PS5 digital surprised... I mean, it's certainly me, and it seemed like it surprised pretty much everybody of, oh, there's the exact same thing without a, a 4K Blu-ray drive to go with that. So, you know, I not to take anything away from the Series S because it clearly seems smart, but it is going to be interesting to see how much the PS5 does come in at because the there is the Series S, I think a little bit of its value proposition will be sort of relative based on what Sony does with the with the all digital uh PS5 because if that if let's say the PS5 somehow was 399 uh and and then the, that would make the PS5 digital like say 349 and then then you're talking about a pretty substantial power gap between the PS5 digital and the Series S I, am I am I making any sense here am I just am I just making crazy talk I, I think you are because uh, we, we, you know, we've we've talked about this on on, on my show, and it. I, I I do agree. I think the whole point of the Series S and why we had never heard of it until now was the fact that Microsoft wanted to make sure they had a low cost option, regardless of what PlayStation did. Now, in the scenario you're saying, though, if it really was a fifty dollar difference between that PlayStation All Digital and what what the Series S is at two ninety nine. Um, that kind of lessens their argument, so to speak, because people, right. you know, people that have already invested in the PlayStation ecosystem are going to say, well, why would I go to Xbox now? It's only $50 more. They'll continue to do what they're going to do. But I would contend, I know this isn't a PlayStation show, but if the PlayStation was $399, i am pretty sure we would have heard it by now. That's because, a great point. Because that price has been proven the last seven years to sell. So that kind of tells me, Whatever this PlayStation all digital and obviously the disc version is going to be, it's not $399, or at least they don't want it to be $399. And again, because the technology inside dictates that it shouldn't be, but it, it's going to be interesting. I, I do think 
what Microsoft has done is they've given themselves some cushion on the low end and the high end to say, we're giving you a good value no matter what you're, and I'm saying value a lot today, but we're giving you a good value <laughs> I mean, uh, no the, matter what you're. Go ahead, Miranda. Yeah, that's just absolutely fair though. I mean, I think it's my own like maybe pessimism with pricing and technology, but I always expect it to go higher. Like that's what phones have taught me to expect. That's what everything's yep. taught me to expect. It's like, it's always going to be a higher price. And so the fact that we rolled in with like a solid 500 for the Series X was like, wow, that's great. I thought it was going to be more, but after, except when we started getting the messaging fulfilled that they're like, we're going to stay competitive with this. I was like, okay, then maybe it's not going to be 600 after all. Excellent. Um, so I, I am, as we have all said, very curious to see what Sony is going to do, because to your point, yeah, if, if they did have that low ball price, if, if they were going to go for 400 or 399, then yeah, I do think that they would have announced it just because to your point, it, it's just such a, it would be an insane price. Like just, yeah. as you said, like the technology inside does not warrant that low of a price. So if it was, I think that they would have come out to million already. But we also know Sony's been a really slow with announcing anything. So it's been a little bit of an odd year. I mean, obviously, it's just a weird year all around. But um, I think it's especially strange to see how they're positioning themselves on this. So hopefully we'll get something uh, from both Xbox and uh, PlayStation details for both of those and like their launch plans. Uh, I am very curious to see how the digital only ps5 stacks up against the xbox series x s, yeah. s excuse me yeah. rather than the x there's already Here we go guys there's already rumors swirling that sony's announcing tomorrow and they're going to be 399 and honestly i i could envision sony launching at 399 because they were playing this game of chicken for so long about who's going to go right. first and sony just to take a w could just say, yeah, let's take the loss. Let's cut it fifty more dollars. Launch it three ninety nine for the digital version, and then we can price match it four ninety nine. I don't know. I'm really, really curious to see what they do to compete now. Uh, and everything you guys are talking about is just super interesting. I can't wait to see what they do. I feel yeah, like we'll have our snacks at hand, like ready to go. Yeah. Just like watches, like all right, <laughs> who's going to go next? Let's have it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paris, you're reminding me that that Sony has they've really uh found a lot of success with that 399 price point both with the ps4's launch and they kept psvr at 399 which i'm yeah, sure was very much by design mm -hmm. as well uh so yeah i that's that makes so much sense that if they were if they were going to be able to hit that again that they would have come out with it already so yeah um i just like hopefully by the time this even airs, Sony has given the price because yeah. I'm I'm just so ready for all this to be done, and we can just focus on the games and and the, and actually playing things on these machines. But but it does matter though. I mean, that's the thing. You know, we talk about like these prices do matter. We saw it. We've seen it both ways. I mean, we've said it time and again. The the PS3 got burned by its price the xbox one got torched by its price they've they've each suffered great wounds as a result of uh pricing that was not good in the eyes of the consumers so here we are in 2020 and neither one of them wanting to wanting to risk getting getting uh hot in the flames again but it's uh it's out there for microsoft uh and Yay. and here we go um, <laughs> <laughs> finally yes someone forced them <laughs> yeah it's uh so again i mean yeah hey windows central again i said I, i'm not joking that's the scoop of the year right there Jeez. these guys the uh, tip of the cap my friend jez corden over there 
Uh, and then again, Brad Sams as well on the Series S. And actually, that brings me to the next thing. Destin, I want to go your way first here. Yeah. The Series S design itself, it's it's not the little white GameCube that the, you know, the sort of popular fan mock-up that went around for a while, but it is very distinctive looking. And, and uh, as I go to you now, I want to m- mention as well, it is the smallest Xbox ever, mm-hmm. says Microsoft. It's about 60% smaller than the Series X, which of course is, it is, uh, you know, it's not, a, that's not a tiny machine, but but it, but the Series S is smallest Xbox of all time. What do you think of the of the industrial design on this thing, Destin? Well, they had to differentiate it somehow, and uh, they differentiate it by putting a giant circle vent on it that looks like like a subwoofer I used to have in my Toyota Tercel when I was <laughs> when I was in high school. Uh, so design wise, like I get it, it's ventilation. Uh, Absolutely fine with it being smaller. That's a big win. Um, I, I don't mean to be negative. It just strikes me as a little humorous. A lot of comparisons to like speaker designs or fan designs people have seen uh, on the market. But um, hey, man, it's smaller. It's really powerful, and you're not going to look at it that much once it's like sitting there on your shelf. You know. So, so you're not you're not a fan of the design of it. It sounds like. I mean, I wouldn't say I love it. I I it's a bot. Like it's the Xbox yeah. One X, right? right. Basically, you, yeah. Well, do you, so do you? How? What do you think of the Series X design? I know we've talked about this before, but are do you think that's a nice machine? I think it's the two tone that that kind of throws me off. Okay. If that was just like a grid and it was white, totally fine. Yeah. Or if the whole console was black, that's totally fine. But the fact that it's two tone, I'm just like, it just looks odd. That's all. But I don't hate. Like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. just it. it. Yeah, it's just not doing it for you. But mm. but you don't. You know, it's not like you're gonna throw it out the window. No, there's already like <laughs> fan art mock-ups. There's already fan art mock-ups of like what it looks like in different color schemes, but like just yeah. the two-tone is, is really contrasting. It's just a design thing that's a person, absolutely personal preference, but the box, the power of the box, I love. And that, and that controller from that party, that white controller turns mm-hmm. out, yes, that was the series S uh, controller. <laughs> Paris, where are you with the series S design? I, I'm similar to Destin in that regard where, it's not terrible. I mean, it, it, it kind of threw me off the first time I saw it, but it's grown uh, grown on me the you know the past few hours as, as I've seen it more. And the mock-ups we've seen online, like someone had a mock-up where it was Plankton from SpongeBob, yeah. and I go, oh, this is genius. <laughs> I, I, I love stuff like that. So it, it's fine. It like like Destin said, I care more about the the technology inside the box than how it looks, and I, I think it's going to be fine. Yeah, like my my Xbox in place, you can't even see them anyway. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Miranda, how do you feel? Because you, you're you're probably the most uh, visually minded of all of us here, and I say that in the most complimentary <laughs> way. I wish Thank I, you. I wish I had your eye, but yeah. What do you think of the Series S? I do know how to design the skeleton, and I think that is maybe a little <laughs> impressive, just a little impressive, maybe not. Anyway, at least silly. Uh, I mean, I think it'll look cute with some googly eyes. I don't know. <laughs> it's which I don't really decorate my consoles, but this one I'm just like. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably not getting this one for me. I, w- I obviously want like the full power, right? But mm, like Dustin said, the two-tone design is a choice. 
I think they could have put like a neat pattern on it or something. Like even with the um, Series X, like you have that green on the ventilation on the inside, right. that lighting. Yeah. Like that looks really sleek. That looked cool because a lot of the perspectives, it looked like it was lighting up even though there's no light in it. I wish they would have done something a little bit like that for this just to give it a little bit of a a little bit of a treat right like there's something just distinct about it um instead of it just being like a big black circle on top uh, as everyone has already said that there have been a lot of really fun fan mock-ups i think brian altano i was trying to look it up for a second yeah he did tweeted, despicable me he yeah did the, the minion the minion's very funny <laughs> which which uh, by the way the uh credit to the xbox social media team who by the way has been like They've been, been really good with through all of this this year, as far as like they've you know they they engage and they 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 lean into fun stuff. They responded to to Brian saying something like I'm paraphrasing here, but they, he, they go. Uh, so does that make the series X grew? Which I thought was <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Um, yeah, uh, yeah I, I would bet the farm that they tried a green version of that Miranda with that with that uh, ventilator. And it, it probably just looked too much like the Joker. Like it was like a, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It is It is a very, like I just pulled up the image of it. It is a very large vent. Like it is, yeah. it is huge. So I can see that maybe being a problem, but they could have put like a cool little X inside of it or something. And I think that would look good if you're sticking up or laying down. It's fine. I mean, it is what it is. I don't think I'm impressed with any of the console designs really. Like they all... Oh, they all look a little weird, but at the end of the day, I'm just going to tuck them away. So it's fine. Yeah, I mean, the, only, we, the only one out there is the Animal Crossing Switch dock. And that <laughs> is, so. We haven't seen a, a teardown of the Series S yet as we have the X. But yes, to your point, Miranda, I think it's fair to say, looking at the Series S, we know where the APU is. It's right underneath <laughs> that ventilation, probably. It's right there yeah. on the motherboard. They're taking um, care of it, which is which is good. And I do love that it's small. I think that's that's great. I yes. like small things, like compact and cute. My old PC build was so small, and I was kind of sad I had to make a bigger one so that I could fit everything. But it's just like, oh, you the smallest Xbox. I almost want it just because it's small, which maybe yeah, sounds silly I, to people, but you know, here I am. I think so. I was I was running through this in my head. I believe so. This is the smallest Xbox ever. I think the the previous belt holder for that as it were probably would have been the uh fairly obscure xbox 360 e which was the third revision of the 360 which was just a little smaller than the s which you can't see it's down on the bottom shelf now since i don't use my 360 hardly ever but am i is that is that do I have that right? You think, guys? Because I yeah. can't think of another. I think another so. one. Yeah, I think so. I really miss the design of the 360. I think that was just it was so fun, and all the iterations they had were really nice. Mm. Well, buy a PS5. It looks like a modern version of a 360. Yes, it does. <laughs> it does. Uh, and I said, like, I know fanboys uh, take offense to that, but it's like it's totally got the similar kind of 360 design it, language. It to looks it. like an Alienware from the 1990s. Yeah, that's kind of that's what I feel. Like. What, I don't that's know. what I see. uh all right so the release date november 10th we haven't really dug into that yet we knew it was november uh we've known that for since the halo uh delay that that was the the good news that they could tried to cushion us with was okay well november for the console uh the two the two console streak meaning uh, two generational console streak of november 22nd is no more uh, and we have November 10th. So 
the original Xbox, November 15th, 2001. And we've been talking about that date in recent weeks. Uh, Paris, I don't know if you you guys have uh, brought this up on Gamertag Radio or, or hypothesized this. We're, we're pretty well thinking that Halo Infinite's going to show up yeah, on the same. 20th anniversary, <laughs> November 15th, 2021. Yeah. And then the 360 was November 22nd, 2005. Xbox One, November 22nd, 2013. And then, all right, if you want to throw in the Xbox One X as a major revision, if not a full proper new console generation, that was November 7th, 2017. Uh, so Paris, I think probably safe to say that the next Xbox in five to seven years from now, circle November on the calendar. I would think so. <laughs> I would definitely think so. Oh man. But uh, yeah, Miranda, what, uh, what, what do you think you're going to play first on it now? No, cause we've, we've got the, the launch lineups are starting to come together. Oh, you know, we know Halo's not there, but we know the things that are there. Now that we have a date, you know, do you do you wait nine days to play Cyberpunk on your on your Series X? Wait for Cyberpunk to come out. Do you play that on PC? What What do you think? Regardless of that, what do you think you're going to play first on your Series X? I am tor. Max, I'm not torn. I don't want to play. I don't play Fusion Frenzy. <laughs> You're going straight to the butt, the, the, the back catalog. It, I, I want to see how it looks scaled up. I think yeah. that'll be really cool because at that point, I'll already be playing Cyberpunk. There's no way I wait. I think we touched on this before, but there's there's no way I cannot wait for that. Uh, so that's going to be a first thing that I'm already playing. Uh, I am curious to see, yeah, how those skills, uh, those game scaled up look. I really want to try that out. A lot of people are bothering me about Scorn. <laughs> That's probably not going to happen. Otherwise, I'm still trying to figure out what my priorities are for launch. Because obviously, the launch for me was all built around Halo. It's like, okay, get through the Cyberpunk as I can, so then I can turn my t- attention to Halo. Uh, so that that was a big thing for me. I'm still figuring it out. We do have a nice handy list on uh, IGN Wiki. Yes. You, can you? Do, do we actually know what the old Halos are going to run at? Hmm. Uh, I, it's, it's all, yeah, I don't know if they're, they haven't said anything about, about jumping to 120 on like Master Chief Collection, uh, mm. or Halo 5, I don't believe. Yeah, they, they talked about Forts of Horizon 4, uh, yeah. and then of course Gears Tactics will make its console debut on mm. November 10th, we now know. But Miranda, you've already played Tactics. Yes. And so have yeah. I. So I'm, I'm uh, good on that one. I could revisit it, but yeah. I don't really need to. And wait, what was what's Call of Duty's release date again? They announced that'll be they a, did announce it. Thirteenth, isn't it? Thirteenth, thank okay. So that's okay. right there. So yeah, I'll probably I don't I don't really know. Yeah. They always have so such a undecided. weird thing with, with PlayStation though, so I don't really know. I mean if I review it again this year, it just also depends on that too. So that's true. Who can really say? But if I do play, I usually go back to uh, Xbox regardless of where I'm playing, just because it's where I prefer to play. Destin, uh, any thoughts yet on now that now that you've got yeah. that date, you know what's gonna be there on day one and what's not quite gonna be out, you know, for another week or so. Do you think do you have any any idea what you're gonna play first on Series X? Destiny. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Why did I even ask? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's going to be running at 60 uh, and I'm going to be playing games that put the console through its paces. Right. So Destiny and Forza will probably be two of the mains that I go to. Uh, do we know if Forza is going to be able to do 120? I assume. Uh, I think they said. Yeah. 
So I 60, because, of course, Horizon was always 30 on the console, 60 on the PC. Yeah, so the stuff I need to start diving into is anything that can do 120. So I'll be playing Destiny. Yeah. Destiny yeah. Gears 5 for, multiplayer, yeah. right? So Destiny 60, Gears 5 multiplayer, and I'm going to be doing a lot of tech tests with the console, just being on video team and IGN. That's going to be a lot of my responsibility. But that first game that I'm popping in that I know people are going to be curious about is Destiny 2. They're going to want to know... Have the load times improved? What's it like going into your menu? That game has been uh, riddled with slowdown issues on both menus. platforms for so long on console that I'm that I think a lot of people are going to be super curious to see what does that look like at 4K 60? How how much faster is it with that new hard drive? And I'm excited right. to put those things to the test on both platforms on all platforms. Paris, where are you uh, sitting right now with, uh, what do you think, November 10th, what's the first thing that gets downloaded or put into that disk drive? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm with Destin. I'm Destiny 2, that was <laughs> my first thought. I mean, comes out the same day for everything that he just said. I want to see how it plays at 60 frames per second. They've not confirmed if there's going to be an FOV slider. I hope they do, <laughs> but... Right? <laughs> but, but I want to see how it, how it loads faster. I would say beyond Destiny 2, um, I'm looking at probably Watch Dogs Legion. Will, will be one that I'll want yep. to play to see the quote unquote series op, series X optimized version of it. Um, I'm for sure going to dip back into Gears 5. Um, I want to see how that plays on there compared to playing it on the PC and uh, a game that I want to be there. And I know I've, I've complained about this a few times, even uh, on IGN is Flight Simulator. I oh. love Flight Simulator. And I just feel I, like I'm still shocked that that game is not at launch for the Series X, because if there is anything to showcase what that console can do, it's going to be it's going to be Flight Simulator. So I, I'm very curious to know when that is eventually going to hit the console. But uh, those are those would be the games that I'm, I'm really looking forward to testing out um, right away. Yeah, I mean, my my guess, I don't know anything, but I suspect that uh, if if. Flight Sim were gonna were going to be ready for Series X day one. They would have said yeah. so by now. And I mean, hey, they obviously just like everybody else, uh, Asobo was was forced into a work from home right, you know, during the final months of their project before they were able to ship on PC. I mean, for all we know, that game was maybe it was supposed to come out a few months before it it actually did in August, and they needed some more time. And and maybe they were originally shooting for day one uh on the series x version so yeah that'll i mean you're right that's going to be a major technical showpiece for the world's most powerful console and i, I imagine it won't be too long like i, I suspect uh, i mean i don't again i don't know but i'll bet that's a launch window series x game for sure um i guess you'll have can I, uh, like can i ask you a question on that uh, just just for speculation yeah. now the launch window because we've even seen uh with playstation now insomniac said that ratchet and clank is coming in the launch window yeah. do you think kind of going back to something you asked me earlier why we haven't gotten the final details on the series x yet could that also be a part of it maybe there are some launch window games that they're going to be able to announce that won't be there in november but they'll be there by early 2021 and then they can actually show these things being played on the Series X so that people that want to see, basically want their purchase justified to see a game running on the Series X can finally get their wish here in the next week or two. That makes a ton of sense. I mean, uh, it, it would you know, if Microsoft was planning an event for this price and Series S reveal and launch date, it would certainly make a ton of sense to include some launch window games like that. And just pulling up 
Miranda's list from the IGN wikis of of the known Series X games. I mean, you could have, I mean, granted, it's arguably not a technical showpiece. It's a game I'm super excited about 12 minutes because that they did say coming soon on that game. And it and the on that most recent trailer from Gamescom, it had at the bottom of the screen Xbox One and it had the Series X logo. So that could be in the mix. Uh, you've got, of course, Valhalla is is going to be one week after launch now that we know November 10th is the console. So November 17th for Valhalla. You mentioned Watch Dogs Legion. But as far as other other launch so, window games, go ahead, Miranda. All right, really quickly. Another launch title I keep forgetting is Yakuza Like a Dragon. I'm really excited for that. I think that's going to be, I hope, with some cool like next-gen features to it because that, that game is... Or the Yakuza games, if you guys haven't played them, they're just so stylish and like they, they feature a lot of cool lights and they're just really fun. And so I think that one could look really good too on series. Um, Dirt Five is an, is where I keep forgetting about that one. That's going to be there. That actually just got that was supposed to hit current gen in October. They just pushed that to November, so uh, presumably that's still going to be there in with 120 frame per second support as they've previously announced uh, on day one. And then here's the one. So I just came to your on your list here, Miranda. That I don't know why this this escaped me just now because I've previewed it twice. <laughs> I've previewed the multiplayer and the single player. Uh, Crossfire X. I they they have stuck. Last I spoke to Remedy, which was a month ago or less, uh, when I previewed the single player campaign, they did say. Uh, I said, "Well, do you have a, any specific release date?" And they said, "No, we're still sticking to just 2020." So that may very well be the the day and date like first person shooter, which again, that, I mean, Crossfire is not new. That's been a PC game for years, but the single player campaign that Remedy is making, that's a brand new game. So that counts uh, and that will be something. And by the way, that's not on PC. That is uh, just a Series X game. So that one, uh, I think we'll probably see more of coming up soon. And then what else is in here? Uh, oh, you know what? Uh, I don't know if Destin. I don't think I don't think anybody here. I'm Paris. I'm not sure if you're the other sports guy besides me in the room, or if you're not much of a sports guy. But I mean, NBA 2K21 would be a good one to throw at the at the Series X because it's always fun to see what the sports games look like on the new consoles. No, you're. I'm I'm in agreement with you on that. I completely forgot. Yes, we're we're getting a a Series X optimized version of that one at launch as well. So for sure, that'll be another one to check out. Right. It's actually, in fact, that both NBA 2K21 and Madden NFL 21, they are new versions. They are they are next gen games. They're not uh, smart delivery, you know, just the same thing, but but prettier. Uh, they are totally new games, which you remember that was whole thing. 360. Uh, yeah, that was the whole thing with. Um, with them charging 70 bucks right. they said, well, they're, it's a whole new thing. And then with Madden, they're just doing the limited time free upgrade right. for that one. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be, I have to, I mean, if I'm being honest, there's not there, the, the Xbox one launch, maybe it didn't have a killer app, like a game where you're like, I gotta have this, I gotta have this console in this game, but there were some really fun, excellent games between, you know, Rise and Dead Rising uh, and uh, a number of other third-party things. But, yeah, I, there's 
I wish there were just one more. You know, Halo falling out really hurts, man. There's not, there's just not a thing on day one where I'm like, that's the first game I'm playing. Like I had can to I go ask, to a list to think about it. Exactly, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, can I ask a question on that one as well? Since since I have the opportunity to be on here, do you think they put too much of the too many of their eggs in the Halo basket for this launch? Because I mean, that's kind of the feeling that I've had since they've delayed it. Because we even talk about the games that we're even talking about right now that we want to try um, when the Series X is out. We're not everything's either a third party game or it's something that's currently on Xbox one, nothing new exclusive coming from them. Yeah. We talked about it on unlocked. Uh, must've been a week or two back. We, we said that we said it exactly that same way too. Uh, I, I agree with you, Paris. I think, I think, yes, they did put, they put all their eggs in the halo basket. And unfortunately, I mean, the worst case scenario happened and it yeah. is what it is. That was a big reason I didn't think they were going to delay it, despite some of the problems we saw with the demo. I thought they were going to like have to put it out because it, it was their big showcase for launch. Uh, and I think you see that a lot with console launches. Like, there's like that one game that they're like really trying to champion, and, and there are other games too that are really important. But this is this is the one, and they don't want other games going up against them so that. You don't have that competition, right? You can really just give all that spotlight to that one game you really, really want to push. And so it, it made a lot of sense at the time, but because they did have to delay it, I mean, it obviously caused a lot of issues because I think we were supposed to get these actual full reveals from Microsoft uh, for the consoles back at the end of August sometime. But I think because of that Halo delay, which we've mentioned previously, is probably why they had to actually delay the full launch because I'm sure a lot of their marketing was around just Master Chief and... You know, I can't can't really do that right now. I mean, that said, Paris, though, I mean, and I know you're in agreement with this, but just just for the sake of clarity, it's like we'd still I mean, we we appreciate their their guts to delay it rather than just pump out a, a Halo game just so that it was there no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Let's move on. We do have some other topics this week, but that was we finally got the pricing information and release date information. Um, and if you're if you're out there holding out hope that Microsoft's lack of confirmation on the Series X means maybe there's they've got one more card up their sleeve to play, we'll see. But it's uh, for now Windows Central reporting four ninety nine. But the uh, the real the real secret the the secret sauce here the Series S at two ninety nine. Very very impressive. Uh, I've got to go right back to Paris here because I know he loves his CD Projekt Red. He's sitting in his cyberpunk game chair right now, and he is very excited for November. But there, you got reason uh, to, to get hyped all over again in 2021, Paris, because The Witcher 3 coming back around with a Series X optimized next-gen version that is free to upgrade to if you already own it, which is, which is you can't ask for better than that. I completely agree. And what a surprise that was the other day to see that announcement come out because I thought they were done. I'm like, oh, they're moving on to Cyberpunk. They're, you know, The Witcher 3 has already gotten all the awards and the sales and everything it needs. They don't, they have no incentive to go back and revisit this game. But the fact that they're now going to implement ray tracing on the console and then obviously on the PC as well and the PC's getting HDR phenomenal it's phenomenal that they're going to take another look at this game and basically give it another fresh coat of paint 
to just give me an excuse to go play it again. So I'm pretty excited for it. And it's a free upgrade too. So if you own The Witcher 3 right now, you're already on the upgrade. And if you think about it, The Witcher 3 is on Game Pass. So if you're a Game Pass sub, you can get it there too. So again, fantastic from CD Projekt Red. Absolutely love it. Destin, how smart is this move on CD Projekt Red's part? I mean, it's just, (laughs) they just know how to make great games and they don't mess around with... uh, their offer of upgrades. They're very clear about what you pay for and what you get. And they've been awesome just through and through with uh, The Witcher. And uh, I think they even threw some shade at EA <laughs> uh, w- recently uh, about sort of their their policies with this stuff. So huge win. And it's just awesome that Witcher 3 is going to continue to live on on the you know Xbox Series X. 2021 is the window for that. No specific date given. But yeah, I mean... To me, this is this is genius because, uh, to your point, Paris, it seemed like it did seem like they'd moved on because not only Cyberpunk is going to get supported with DLC, it's also th- they've already announced a multiplayer component that is multiple years away. Like it might be two years out for this multiplayer that they're going to do. So you had to figure, well, yes, Witcher is even though they've said they want to go back to it at some point. The Witcher's just got to be so far uh, down the the priority list for them. But I think what this does is for, you know, The the Witcher 3 was what? It's 2015. So it's already five years old. It'll be six years by the time this next-gen update comes out. At that point, you'll have console players on PS5, on the Series X, who maybe didn't play not just The Witcher 3, but maybe they didn't play any of The Witcher games. Maybe they're younger. You know, you're kind of... Every generation, you get a new generation of gamers who come in too, or or maybe age in. Maybe they were younger, and and the, the Witcher is an M-rated game. But but this to me, it's they are they are just going to keep the Witcher as basically just sort of keeping that fire burning a little bit for when they do finally come back around to the Witcher in five, six, even seven years from now. Maybe towards the tail end of this generation that's about to start. And and it's there and you've got the the interest. So just it, it, very impressive. Yeah. And it's worth saying that, you know, the Netflix show definitely sparks interest in The Witcher 3 again for a True. lot of people who maybe weren't even interested in The Witcher at all. So it's uh, good to keep that going. Yeah, absolutely. So look for that sometime next year. Uh, the loading time stuff will certainly help on the new consoles, too. Anytime you got a nice open world like that, that these new machines are going to put them really uh, benefit those kind of games. Next, the full Tokyo Game Show 2020 schedule. Of course, it's a virtual event happening all online. Uh, the schedule's been revealed, and Xbox is uh, doing a showcase to kick it off. So, yes, Xbox will have a presence at the Tokyo Game Show. Xbox has confirmed some of what will be shown uh, at the TGS showcase, but made clear that it will contain, quote, no new next-gen news. In a tweet and a blog post, Xbox released a list of what would be part of the show. Quote, celebrating Japanese game creators and games, updates to Microsoft Flight Simulator for PC, Japanese Minecraft community creativity, and a review of first and third party announcements from recent months. So, and the the entire thing will be broadcast in Japanese only, no English there. So uh, if you're curious now, Miranda, I know you typically are our TGS correspondent. Um, are you are you surprised at all that Microsoft is is 
being such a, a prominent active participant in TGS when when the story of Xbox in Japan has been well told at this point? No, I am not surprised because I feel like this is the one time for them to really swoop in and like make a mark, right? Is next gen, like you have a whole new generation, you have a chance to kind of try to get a foothold here and maybe having a very small box, you know, that is a cheaper and and offers a lot, especially with Game Pass, like that is a good point to maybe say, hey, Japanese audience, here's a thing that maybe you can try out if you're typically like into PS4 or if you're mostly on like Nintendo, here's your chance to like maybe get into our ecosystem and see what's here. Uh, I, I know a lot of Japanese fans that I've talked to, uh, some even from my gym in Japan, have kind of lamented about like the lack of support for the Japanese audience from Microsoft. And sometimes just games come there a little bit later just because they're not as high of a priority because it just doesn't sell as well. And I, I have, <laughs> it's funny, kind of funny, because when I go to shops to go look at video game stuff in Japan, the Xbox section is so sad. Like, it's it's fine. It's there. But it's just like, oh, it's just a little bit smaller than everything else. I'm a little less prominent. Uh, but it's still there. And it is good to see them have some renewed interest. Uh, the fact that they're not showing any sort of new next-gen stuff there makes a lot of sense. Uh, typically, Tokyo Game Show tends to be sort of a catch-up event for Japanese press. Uh, you'll see a lot of stuff from Gamescom or PAX or even sometimes from E3. It, like, just builds that weren't shown there. But Tokyo Game Show also has a lot of, like, really cool things that are specific to Japan or very, like, kind of, like, niche games. So hopefully we do see some of those pop up that may not necessarily be an Xbox showcase, but just around TGS, which we are going to cover. And hopefully those are going to be cool things that we'll see coming to Xbox that may, again, not necessarily be featured in their showcase, but uh, something new for us to take a look at. Destin, do you think... So the fact that they preempted this by saying, hey, no new next gen stuff at TGS, which is at the end of September. Do you think that's indicative that they they were planning on giving the Series X and S launch date price details prior to that before before this leak? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, You know, it's a market they've never done traditionally well in Tokyo, but it's still a market that they want to get people into the Xbox uh, ecosystem with. So not surprised that they're presenting at TGS. I I don't think they were ever going to announce the price there, though, to answer your question. I always think that was planned as a separate thing. TGS is just an event they want to be a part of. They want to be a part of the conversation of TGS. And uh, that's why they were sure to uh, set expectations. Everybody's setting expectations about what they're going to talk about. I'm sort of with you. I saw you tweet about this. I'm just tired of this game of cat and mouse. Just like get on with the show already (laughs) to both companies, you know? And I I really am happy with how Xbox has handled it this week. And I look forward to seeing what they talk about at TGS. Paris, there is going to be, somebody's going to write a good book in the next few years about about these console launches about this year, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and you know, obviously we have to throw in the fact that we're living in a COVID-19 world, so that doesn't help. But, you know, like like both of you are saying that this game of of chicken, of cat and mouse, of the whole price and who's going to announce what 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 first and who's going to blink and just everything that goes with that. It's going to be fascinating to know behind the scenes how all this went down on both sides. So as far as TGS goes, we will have any interesting recap information for you on IGN that may happen to come out of that uh, Japanese language TGS showcase. Meanwhile, Games with Gold for September here uh, is, I missed this last week because we ended up so busy talking about 
all the big topics from last time. So we have The Division, the original. Tom Clancy's The Division, available all of September, if you are an, uh, an Xbox Live Gold subscriber. Meanwhile, The Book of Unwritten Tales 2 comes in in the middle of the month uh, on September 16th, 16th through October 15th. Uh, De Blob 2, which is a, a, a very cute, clever, uh, kind of forgotten game at this point from uh, the 360, if, I, if memory serves me. That's here through the middle of the month. And then that's going to be replaced by uh, another backwards compatible title. Miranda brought that up earlier in the podcast with Fusion Frenzy. But uh, Games with Gold getting an original Xbox game that is compatible with the Xbox One on September 16th through the end of the month. Armed and Dangerous from the original Xbox, the old LucasArts action adventure game. The original uh, Shark Gun game. Yes, that is what that is. That's like literally the only the, thing I can remember about the Armed and Dangerous. topsy-turvy grenade where you would plant a grenade in the ground and it turned the whole world upside down and everybody else would fall to their doom. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lovely game. Uh, just try it out and uh, put in the cheat codes if you have them and give, give it a chance. And The Blob 2, actually, Ryan, is... Uh, an amazing game that started as I believe it was a student project when it was like oh yeah the, the first blob where you basically utilize color to bring back color to an all gray world and uh, right uh, both of those games hold a very special place in my heart when I was going to school for like game design I I actually looked at those as uh, examples of really interesting takes on expectations for what video games can do uh, yes definitely check them out for free <laughs> with games of and. Gold. Uh, Miranda, what have we got in Game Pass in September? We got some new stuff. Yeah, we got exciting ones. So, added last week, we had Crusader Kings three, which I believe got a ten from us, which is just huge, and it's it's just on Game Pass. Uh, the Jackbox Party Pack four, which is great party game, of course, slew of party games. Resident Evil seven, Biohazard, Tell Me Why Chapter two, Toho Luna Nights, and World War Z. And then this week. This week, yes, we have Star Renegades, Disgaea 4, Complete Plus. I want to play those games. Uh, Destiny 2, Shadowkeep, and Forsa- Forsaken. Shout out to two of our Destiny fans on this show. <laughs> Hot Shot Racing, and Tell Me Why Chapter 3. So, lots of games coming. It's another busy month here in the land of Game Pass. Gotta subscribe if you are not doing so already. All right, we've got a little time left. I want to move now to the loot box question. Uh, maybe I'll just play it and relay it. Hey guys, uh, big fan of the show, uh, Kevin in New Jersey, um, Gamertag, uh, Nth Jersey Jedi. Um, I'm. You guys were talking about, you know, which ones are on the shelves. I'm worried about Microsoft not having as many on the shelves because if you think about it, how many special edition Halo Infinite consoles and packaging are they just going to have to now scrap and sit on? So I'm really interested to hear your guys' take on that. Love the show. Thanks so much. Bye. All right. Thank you, Kevin from New Jersey with the loot box question. An interesting one. He, now, his his premise there relies upon the idea that Halo Infinite Special Edition Series X consoles existed, which I guess we won't know for a while. Miranda, do you think, uh, do you think that was something that was in the works? And And if so, Kevin's got a heck of a point about about console allocation. I feel like they probably were, but I don't think that that would hinder the supply of the standard Xbox Series S and X. Um, So I think those would be fine regardless of any special editions. 
I think those are usually even even those them in themselves are usually in limited supply. So I think that would be separate knowing that there are fewer people who are going to invest in just a Halo edition. So I think I, I personally think it'd be fine. Paris, what does your gut tell you about about supply of now both, you know, of, of the Series X and Series X? What do you think the split is? Because, you know, we saw this with the 360, but that was a pretty different situation between the the the, the premium and the arcade. But yeah, what, what do you make of uh, of the supply and the split between the, the two Xboxes? I actually think they're going to there's going to be a 60 40 towards the S versus the X, um, because I think that's going to be the more desirable of the two consoles. Um, as far as supply constraints, I think I think it'll be okay. I don't think, you know, we're going to see people having to camp out in tents overnight to be able to get one uh, on launch day. But I also think with that $299 price point, if you don't run out the first week or so to go get a Series S, you might you might have to wait a little bit. You might have to wait a few weeks for it to get restocked. Um, I think there'll definitely be enough demand for that. The X, now, I'm not so sure. I'm, I'm going to be very curious. Obviously, we need to see if it's really going to be $500. But even at that price point, I'm not 100% sure that there's going to be as high a demand for it as we might think going into the holiday. Yeah. And and yes, I mean, this is a good topic from Kevin in New Jersey because it's it, the idea, I hadn't really thought about the idea that what if they were already cranking up a bunch of Halo Infinite special edition Xbox Series Xs? Because if they are, it is possible. Let's just say it's that's exactly what the plan was. Then that means if they sit on those for up to a year and you buy one next fall, if we're going with the whole 20th anniversary release date idea, then you would get one of the first run Series X consoles, manufacturing-wise, with the little manufactured date sticker on it, and you'd be getting that in the, in the fall of 2021. Which, again, I'm not. I'm not trying to say that's a bad thing, or it's just. I just find that amusing. I think it's funny that if that's actually the case, that uh, that there'll be there'll be launch machines that are for sale after after being you know kept in a in a vault for a year. So good stuff from Kevin in New Jersey. And a reminder that we would love to hear from you and or see you. And you can do that here in the loot box by uh, leaving us a Yappa comment on IGN. The place to do that is on this episode's article page. So easiest way to do that is just Google IGN.com unlocked 460, since that's the number of this episode. And then if you scroll down just above the regular comments, you'll see the Yappa thing where you can uh, you can leave a voice and video comment. You don't have to make a Yappa account because you probably don't have one, let's be honest. You can sign in with Facebook or LinkedIn or uh, Google or Discuss, which is, you know, more, you may have an account on one or more of those. So we would love to hear from you on next week's show. Time for Unlock Block Trivia. This question comes, Destin is excited. Andrew, whose gamer tag is double X wasp XX wasp, which is a little bit of a tongue twister. Uh, this is a good one. So this dials back to one of my favorite eras of Xbox, which is the Xbox Live arcade era that I still wish would come back. And Andrew asks this, 
When Xbox Live Arcade originally launched on the 360, games had a file size limit of 50 megabytes. Yes, it's true, because if you guys remember to the very beginning of the 360 days, they sold memory cards, old school style memory cards, in case you had bought the Xbox uh, 360 arcade unit that didn't have a hard drive included with it. So they they had to uh, take into account those downloadable games that they needed to fit on those memory cards. Anyway, over time, though, they raised the limit, the file size limit for live arcade games, eventually raised it to two gigabytes. So we went from 50 so meg, small. two gigs, which is effectively meaning there was no file size limit, basically. But technically, uh, that's what it was. Now, Andrew asks, did an Xbox Live Arcade title ever release in excess of the two gigabyte limit imposed by Microsoft? And if so, which game? So a bit of a, bit of a trick, you know, it's, it's, you got to think about this one. So he's saying, was it Double Dragon Neon, which was a way forward game? Was it Red Johnson's Chronicles? Was it State of Decay? Was it Far, which yes, was a live arcade game. That was not a, uh, that's not a red herring. Far Cry Blood Dragon, if you remember that one, or he offers E, was it none of the above? So really trying to mess with you, which I like. Andrew, Gamertag, XX Wasp. Destin, I'm going to go your way first here. What do you think? Did yeah. any of those games that just listed exceed two gigs, or was it none of them? That's really tough. It's a really good question. I, I have no idea what the answer is. I'm going to guess... Far Cry Blood Dragon. Okay. D. All right. Let me go. Uh, let me go Miranda's way next. This is a very tough one. Uh, I feel like Ubisoft would be one who could be like, "Hey, let us let us succeed this," <laughs> and then they would. <laughs> but I'm just gonna. I, I don't think it's State of Decay, but I'm gonna go with it anyway because I really cherished my time with that um, on the 360. So just because I love it, picking it. Paris, any clue here? Any thinking? Because I'll tell you, I looked at this and I was like, man, I remember the file size stuff, but I don't remember which of the games were huge. So I leave it in your your capable hands, my friend. Yeah, I, I'm on this too. Like, Blood Dragon keeps screaming at me, but my gut is saying it's none of the above. So I'm all right. Gonna... Well, uh, Andrew has managed to stump all of you. It turns <laughs> out there. A or B were both correct. And wow. There were two right answers. And then there was the none of the above thrown in to try and mess with you guys. And it worked. So, Andrew, good job on stumping everybody on the panel. Of all the games, yeah. Double Dragon Neon. <laughs> yeah, I did not. I was like, right. nah. Yeah. It happened. So, uh, or if, if any of you out there would, would like to take your shot at stumping the panel, please send your trivia question in via email. That address is unlocked at IGN.com. And please include the question for multiple choice answers and note the correct one. And let's see here. We are, we're just about, we're getting close. We got a few minutes left. Destin, got anything you want to promote before we get out of here? I have an insanely busy week. Keep an eye on Avengers content. We're going to be posting some gameplay stuff and uh, follow me on Twitter at Destin Legary. And then, uh, yeah, this week's going to be nuts. We got the Ubisoft forward stream. We got a Call of Duty stream tomorrow. Um, Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, Ubisoft is on Thursday at noon. We'll have it for you on IGN, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, if you'd like to see the the next uh, next batch of whatever Ubisoft is up to. Mm-hmm. Miranda, how about you? Hello, yes. Um, I have a lot going on this week. Uh, maybe to do with some Call of Duty things. Maybe not. Who knows? Who can say? It may be a big thing that I'm known for with IGN. But <laughs> so please keep a lookout for any and all coverage we do with that. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, just keep an eye on guides. You know, that's that's always a big thing for us. We're, we're trying our best to make sure that we have those lists very curated, like what ga- games you can do for next gen. And we're going to start doing more of... Um, I think we're, we're putting together a list of the upgrades that you can get. So whatever games that are going to have those uh, nice little next-gen upgrades. So that's a lot of my team. So big shout-outs to them. Mostly Brendan Graber. So thank you to him for those. And then on personal stuff, I'm going to stream more Alan Wake tonight. at How do you like it? PM. I like the story. But some of the gunplay gets very annoying. It makes me not want to explore. I wanted all those thermoses. I went so hard for them. And then I was just like, man, these ghosts keep getting on me. They want me to... I think they're their thermoses, and that's why they're mad at me. But you never know. I like it generally, though. It's, it's been a lot of fun. I love hearing that. And our friend Paris, so good of you to join us on extraordinarily short notice this week, which I sincerely appreciate. Always great to have you. Everybody should be following you. You're you're blowing up right now, as the kids say, between cyberpunk and everything else you've got going on. Please do tell everybody where we can find you. Oh, absolutely. On social media, easy. It's Vicious696. Um, I'm also a part of Gamertag Radio, long-running video game podcast. And I also have my own YouTube channel now, which you can just search my name, P-A-R-R-I-S. And... Uh, I'm on there talking about cyberpunk. I'm talking about destiny. Uh, I just recently put out a video where I talk about why everyone should be excited about the future of gaming. And this, this is coming off the heels of the NVIDIA announcement. So yes. we have that with what AMD is also doing with the next gen consoles with RDNA two. And you see these new architectures that are coming out and how they're utilizing the speed of these SSD drives and, and, and the new GD, GDR six memory that's going to be in all these things. It's, it's phenomenal. I, when you look at where gaming is going to be probably a year from now and beyond, we're going to start to see some things that simply cannot be done on these current machines. And uh, it's an exciting time. I'm really looking forward to it. Wait, are you honestly suggesting that we get excited about video games instead of just... <laughs> that's a crazy concept, right? But Do we each other? Yes. How dare you, sir? I know it's, it's it's crazy talk, but but exciting <laughs> stuff is coming, man, and and that and that's why I love gaming. That's why I love playing it. Obviously, talking about it because just it it pushes technology forward. Believe it or not, and uh, I think we're about to see that next big leap. So I'm really excited for it. Yes, indeed. No, it's uh, you are you couldn't be more correct. It's there's so much crazy stuff, great things on the horizon with games, and you know this falls no slouch either. Even if you know, even if. Uh, there's not, you know, some of the like cyberpunks are like a week after Halo, uh, the Series X launch, and and uh, Assassin's Creed's a week out. But this fall is still, there's there's never been a fall that hasn't been packed full of awesome, exciting new games. So we will be looking forward to that. We'll be covering all of that for you on IGN. As for me, you can yell at me on Twitter, which you probably want to do by the end of every podcast unlocked. I'm at DMC underscore Ryan. 
Uh, and what else? Uh, Un Unfiltered. That's my monthly interview series with some of the, the most interesting folks from around the games industry. And my guest currently, the, the episode that's out now, is Jeff Keeley. I've known Jeff professionally quite a long time. We had a really fun hour-long chat about his journey through you know, games media and into the games industry and, and how he's sort of ended up where he is now with the Game Awards and, and his Gamescom stuff and what have you. So check that out on IGN or on YouTube. Or it's also, you can just subscribe to the Unfiltered Podcast if you prefer to just listen to it as well. But that will about wrap it up. Although I think Destin may yell at me to vamp for two more minutes. But I think, uh, are we good? We're Go good. It. <laughs> we're wrapping up. Now we're all set. So uh, for Destin Legary, Miranda Sanchez, and uh, our returning guest, always great to see him, Paris Lilly from Gamertag Radio and Vicious696 on YouTube. Thank you guys so much. This was Unlocked 460. We inch ever closer to the Series X and S launch every single week now. Every show we do, we're that much closer. And with that, we'll see you next week. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.